Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. With me, Carol Cole. How you doing, Carol? Oh, I'm great. I'm in full fall vibes here. We're we're great. Fall. Oh, I've got a I've got a question about that in the in a in a minute. But uh, first, I just want to I just want to throw out there the uh, Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Um, uh, um, well, you know, if if your if your thing, if your way of making your uh, your point about anything involves beheading babies, uh, fuck you, fuck Hamas. Um, I I mean. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, I, that's probably the wrong try. Um, the world, what the fuck is going on with the world? We don't have to talk about this, but I just wanted to put that out there that I'm, I'm anti beheading babies and yeah. anti, anti organizations that think that's a way to, a way to, uh, live their life. So yeah. I, whatever I, issue you think you have, that is not the way to resolve it. I, I, I hope I well, we who cares what Jeff hopes. Um, so how you doing, Carol? Oh, you know, just Jesus Christ, that pisses me off though. I that, know, I that, know. That's a thing and the people support it. Um Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, I think so... this is common when it comes to kids. This is a common theme. That if it's only, you know, for as many politicians will cry, what about the women and children? When something's actually happening that's hurting children, people are alarmingly silent and it's you know, well, there's reasons and this, that, like, no, no, there is no reason for that. I, I, I just can't put words together. Um, something I can put words together is about, uh, is about temperature. Um, Carol, we're, we're doing a little, I don't have a, I don't have a hypothetical for you. We're getting, we're doing some, some getting to know you questions, uh, recorded with, uh, with Rachel and Rebecca the other day, um, after realizing I went on a, on a walk and it had been it was my it was my favorite temperature out um my favorite temperature is 67 degrees fahrenheit That's and great. i decided i needed to know everybody else's favorite temperature so while you think about that for a moment i've got to look um i asked Re- uh, rachel and rebecca about this rachel was having tech problems so i don't think we ever got to her answer and rebecca goes off with oh it's not so much the hubi- the heat it's the humidity well fuck fuck that it's um you have to consider the humidity when you pick your favorite temperature um that's 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 a cop-out we'll get to humidity in a future question Um, the humidity index is a later question yes yes absolutely we can't rush into the question we can't can't conflate the two these are two separate questions my 67 is the perfect temperature for me because it doesn't matter what the humidity is it could be 100 percent humidity and raining 67 perfect temperature zero humidity and 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 a little bit uh, breezy um feels a lot colder but still perfect temperature for me so what mm-hmm. listeners want to know carol what's your what's your favorite temperature 
Well, when you first brought it up, like immediately, I'm like probably like 68, like upper 60s. So it has to be somewhere between 65 and 70. I can't pick 67 because you already did. Well, no, that would just confirm that you're making a good choice. I mean, if you agree with me, (laughs) logically, you're making a good choice. It must be true. must be the right thing. I don't know. Yeah, because really, once it hits 70 for me, then sometimes in the sun, too hot. Mm -hmm. Too hot. So I'm going to say like 66 because I love a sweater. Mm -hmm. And any weather that enables me to have my sweater with me on and be comfortable I'm down. I'm down for that. So I'm going to say sure. 66. And now do you need that to um, my 67. I don't care if that's the high temperature or the low temperature to, for the day. I think as long as a day has a 67 in it, I think it's going to be a good day. Is, 60, is 66, is that your high? That's my um, high. That's your high. That's, that's my high. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. listeners, the more you know, if uh, if you want to if you want to share your temperature, you can go over to uh, Playhaven. That's myplayhaven.com and share that. Um, last I recorded with Sam, she was asking for for pictures of dogs. Sam wants a dog, and um, and and so uh, some some Playhavenites have been posting pictures of of dogs or some dog pictures going on over there. Um, I think mine are the cutest, but there's a couple other cute dogs. Um, so my dog was so awesome. I refused to get another one, and I don't think I'll be getting one anytime soon. I can't. Oh, but you're that's one. that's kind of tantamount to child abuse, not letting your kids have a dog. But that'll care um, about them. I, I'm not oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. I also put the stipulation. I'm like, when we get a like fenced yard, like when we fence our yard completely in, mm-hmm. then I'll agree to start looking. But I know where we're at in life, and I know that's not happening for a couple of years. So I may or may not have put that stipulation in place. So it looks like I'm agreeable to the idea. But I know full well. There was a dog in New Orleans that if he was close, he would be mine, and I would be his, and that would be it. That was a that was a Rolling okay. Stone song, wasn't it? There was a dog in know. New Orleans. Was it? Um, well, there I, was a dog in New Orleans, and I loved I him. Was... He would have been yeah. perfect, but too far. I took a dog to New Orleans once. Um, Hershey, the chocolate lab went to New Orleans with us. Then we're walking around the, uh, the French quarter. This isn't Mardi Gras time or anything. We're walking around the say, French quarter. Be- and, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, she, uh, although I did go to a parade a couple, a week and a half ago, and there were some guys, um, trying to get beads and that was more man nipple than I, I, I care to see. Um, no, Hershey, we we ended up at this uh, this little little cafe place, and first thing before they even took our order, they brought the dog water, which was was real nice and and earned, earned a good tip. Um, so we're trying to figure out what we're going to talk about in this episode, and you sent me a text message, and I read ranting it, text, message. and then I read it again, and I was confused, and I I'm still unsure about what your position on the topic is. So uh, please talk to me about forced school things. Yeah, it's like this note, and I hear this a lot. I mean, us homeschooling and specifically unschooling, this comes up a lot, but I do hear this a lot in preschool classrooms too. Um, their their reasoning for making kids like sitting down and doing worksheets or doing things they're not interested in they don't want to do is because well sometimes in life you have to do things that you don't want to do so mm-hmm. we have to make them as you know three and four year olds sit at the table while their friends are outside I just had a friend actually tell me this happened in her class it's not her classroom she's not the lead teacher so she doesn't have you know all the say 
but um, she said the one little kid was made to stay inside and finish his work while his friends were outside playing because, you know, that's what you have to finish that, that stuff in life. That's what life is. And I, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I was like, well, there are still things we have to do. Like we have doctor's appointments. We have commitments we've agreed to that, you know, when the day comes, like you just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Well, like, basically like me and every commitment like I've ever made. recording this podcast with me, Carol. <laughs> We're like, oh shit, Jeff is going to message me and ask me about topics. I'm going to have to get on the Zoom. Um, be that quiet kind of upstairs stuff. by myself. Yeah, that's not the worst of it. But it's like, <sighs> it just boggles the mind to say, well, it happens so much in life, they better get used to it. It's like, well, why can't you let them get used to it in life when it happens? <laughs> like, why do we have to make up, like, you have to finish this worksheet or this craft? It's fun. It's fun, damn it. Uh, yeah, I would, I would argue that when that stuff comes up in adult life, we don't do a lot of prep for it. We just suffer through it. Um, I'm not a fan of. It's like um, if you're gonna if you, before before a dentist appointment, if uh, a couple of weeks before that, like every day you spend 20 minutes poking uh, sharp stuff into your gums, <laughs> um, and just sitting around with your mouth your mouth open. If, um, oh, oh yeah, it, it's, oh, it's time for that, 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 uh, visit to the proctologist. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, for me, I spend, I spend, uh, about th three months before that preparing, just putting stuff up my butt. Um, <laughs> I start with small stuff and then, and, and then slowly gross juice, like. Yeah. And, and then slowly, yeah. Yeah. And then slowly <laughs> might work my, might work my way up now. Now, sure. I mean, it's not just to prepare for the, for the, uh, the visit to the doctor. I mean, it's a little bit of fun because you got to experiment and, and stuff, but, um, uh, no, listeners, I don't really do that. Like, um, please let this not be someone's first episode. <laughs> no, what no. Hey, hey, if this is your, <laughs> if this is the first episode, um, should we put that this in the, the show first episode notes? Of the show you listen to, I want to, I want to hear from you first. The, <laughs> uh, the, the truncated rant about, uh, about, um, beheading babies being a bad thing. Um, I mean, that's podcast gold right there because I'm sure nobody's come out with that position before. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the, uh, the, the talk, uh, about, uh, butt stuff. Um, it's just gonna go downhill from here now. So, I mean, what's your what's your prepare to do the uncomfortable and monotonous things in adult life process? Do you? Well, yeah, you just kind of power through them when you have to. But now here, now here is the other thing that I, because you know, I think about like a lot of the people I know in my life, a lot of people that I respect, fully functioning adults. But I, what worries me the most is even with myself, the trouble I have deciding, like, do I actually have to be doing this miserable thing? Like, how many things do we take on? How many things do we just suffer through? Like, bad relationships, bad jobs, just bad friendships. How many things are we suffering through? Because we're, we were told, since we could basically understand speech, that that is what life is. That when you come across the hard thing, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. But like I, they assume that you're going to stay in that one lane of just as very specific things that come up once in a while that you have to do or for work or this or that. It's like, how many people are trapped in really crappy situations because they were told that that's just the way life is and you just suck it up 
and do it. You know, it just. Well, sure, sure. It's absolutely. It's to me. It, it's, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. It's been, we can't agree on it, Tasha and I. It's been four or more years since we got rid of the vehicle. Um, we we don't need, we didn't write it down. We First, we just quit driving at, pretty much. And then we decided, well, no reason to pay for that big thing if we're not going to use it. And, and, and so it's been, it's been at least four years and, um, you know, the, the, the plan was, you know, we can, we can bike and walk every place we want to go. If we need to rent a car or, or use Uber, we'll do that. We've Ubered once in that time, someplace that, because, yeah, um, and, and so, but, but I was thinking, you know, one of the things I just detested in life was pumping gas. Um, it, it just, uh, uh, because uh, we were living in in cold land then, and so a big yeah. part of the year you're freezing your balls off, uh, while waiting for the for the gas pump to 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 finish, and 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 then things like uh, oh, remembering to change the oil and have the tires rotated. The worst thing I the the wor worse than going and having it done was doing it myself. It's just a, just a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, and, and and all of those pains have been pruned from my life by deciding not to do the miserable thing. So. I, I completely agree with you. You can you can choose to arrange your life with less 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 of the miserable. Yeah, like I think we all need that spot. It's like this is really miserable. Is it worth it? Do I need this? Is absolutely. This the, but and I just think about it. Like how many things have I done? Like the situation I'm in now, staying at home or on one income. We took a hit. You know, we lost an income. I'm home all the time with my kids. You know, because we homeschool. You know, five years ago, I thought this was a, not possible. I thought, well, clearly we both have to be working. My kids have to go to public school. We don't have any other options. You know, and that's, I guess, kind of an extreme example. But still, like, I thought that, of course, it's hard. Everything that's worth it in life is hard. Like, where where did we come up with this idea? And then, you know, you could track it back. And then as I'm talking to all my friends who are still, like, in classrooms, I'm like, oh, that's where we're getting this idea of, if it's hard and it's miserable and it makes us feel awful, it must be good. Like, seriously, what? And if you let kids just do what they're interested in, like, think about anything you've ever really wanted to do. The whole thing is not a cakewalk. Eventually, in everything that you like doing, like whatever hobby it is, or if it's a career you love, you're going to have to do stuff you don't do. But how do you learn how to dig deep and realize, like, to reach my personal goal for myself, I have to go through this? It's like we've already been conditioned that when we're reaching the goals that other people think we should reach, that you just have to do it. But that doesn't do anything but put us on a path of someone else's idea of what our life should look like. And you're going to be miserable and just suck it up because somebody else thinks this is best for you. Like, I think we're just telling kids to stay on this track and you just be miserable. And that's life instead of saying, hey, if this is really miserable, is there another option? Is there some kind of innovation you can make? Like even kids building on the carpet, like how many times are they trying to build that tower and it keeps falling down before they figure out how to put it together so it doesn't? Like to yeah. really get concepts, you have to think through it, but we're too busy making them stop and, and finish this center or you're not going outside. Like what in the hell? Yeah, yeah. Well, it it goes back, and we've talked about this in the podcast before. I think I'm maybe I'm the only one that cares about it, but you know, um, people people can fast forward but but <laughs> when 
for a lot of the things you're miserable with, um, one of the one of the strategies is to to build build a new system for dealing with that thing, to to take the the misery out of it. Um, so I, we've, we've been at the snuggery here since January now. And so we're finally starting to settle in. And so the last couple of weeks we've been doing some, some painting and rearranging. Cause you know, you put stuff someplace and, and then you think after a while, like, Oh, no, that's not where that goes. Why, why the fuck did I put that there? And, um, you were and, uh, and full of hope. I was having, I, I was having that situation with my, with my cast iron. I put my cast iron pans in a place in the kitchen that, that at the time I thought, oh, that's a pretty good place for the cast iron. And uh, I ended up not being happy with it. And yesterday I did some rearranging and I, the cast iron is now in a, a less miserable place and, and life is better. See that? That's a Lisa Murphyism too. Just. Don't worry about where you're sticking it. They'll let you know where it belongs once the kids get in there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've had to do with my house too. I spend so much time like, where does everything belong? Just put it there. If they don't like it there, they'll take it somewhere else. And then you'll say, okay, I should probably put it over there then. Yes, that goes over there now. Yeah, like it's, but it's like, no, no, no. It has to stay here. Why? I don't know. Because I arbitrarily thought that's where it looked good. And now we will all be miserable and keep it here. Like and when and so if if the, some of the same adults that want kids to do the miserable thing in the classroom uh, go to great efforts to keep from having to put up with the thing that makes them miserable in the classroom and so so they might be they might be pro worksheets because well they're going to have to learn how to persevere and and but if it comes to kids making making messes or or being loud mm-hmm. or 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 choose or, or acting with any bit of agency in their in their classrooms they 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 come down on that hard because uh, bigger messes and and louder voices and more freedom uh, tend to tend to irritate a lot of those a lot of those same adults and so they have a a little bit harder time uh, practicing what they're what they're preaching. And I feel like a lot of them too. I remember I even asked my friend. I said, "Let me guess." I said, "This is the same teacher who was probably out the door as soon as possible. Like, there's still stuff to be done in that classroom, but she's going home because her day is done." Sure. I was like, "Let me." Sure. And she was like, "Pretty much, you know." It's like, okay, so she can't persevere through the hard things. She leaves all the stuff she doesn't want to do behind and gets out of there as soon as possible. But she forced a three-year-old boy to sit at a table until he was done doing his quote-unquote work. Yeah. Yeah. And like um, this is a very prestigious school too. It's very prestigious. I said, can you imagine paying that much money to have someone rip your child's childhood away from them? Like what well, what's the name of it? I'm not gonna say it because they've oh, okay. got that much money. But really? it's a very prestigious private school. Yeah. In Northeast PA. Hmm. I bet uh bet most of the people um listening to this show don't know the name of it and wouldn't know the name of it if you said it and don't give a fuck. Um that's how prestigious <laughs> it, it's it's prestigious in a, a very, yeah. very narrow window. I no, think like bet, international but, students and stuff like that. Oh yeah, well well, I'm but like, still very, very narrow window of pretentious yeah. uh nationals. Um yes. okay. Uh that wasn't very nice of me. I I I'm I, I apparently I'm a little true. bit feisty today. You are <laughs> 
<laughs> you and Tosh fighting? What's going on? Right? You're like, oh no, uh, my life is good. Um, so have you? Are are your kids suffering because are you're not forcing school things on them to to learn make them learn how to suffer? Funnily enough, um, and granted, I will like full disclosure when we first started homeschooling. There was a lot of that difficult bullshit that I had to let go of because I'm sure. still in the mindset of this is how life is. It's terrible. Yeah. And you just get used to it. And then I'm like, wait, they could probably make life whatever they want. Um, my kids now, when it is something that it's a non-negotiable, we have to do it. My kids now are probably three times, a hundred times more resilient at doing them. Like it's not so much of a fight. They And two, because they're not burned out from pointless. And I think that's another problem. Like Everything is so pressing when you're in school. They want everything mm -hmm. is equal of importance. You have to do it. You have to get it done. You suffer through it. And you can't kind of prior learn to prioritize or understand like this isn't all the time. So my kids aren't being forced to do things they don't want to do all the time with the exception of chores every day. But like we're in a space now where every so often they fall behind and I have to be like, guys, this is we all live here. Like, this, does this feel comfortable to you, the way it looks right now? And they're like, no. Yeah. But they they genuinely understand what things need to be done. They will fight me if they think it's not something that's necessary. You know, and then we can have a conversation about that. And, you know, sometimes I'll be like, okay, you're right. We don't have to do it. And sometimes I'm like, nope, sorry, we have to do it. But either way, they're, they can handle it far more better now. But, like, far more better that was really intelligent but i think it's more gooder it's the, the goodest they they're yeah. so goodest at it they're they're yeah, yeah. they're more but, gooder you know, at doing not, it yeah it doesn't feel soul crushing it seems to them anymore sure sure because if you if you get autonomy and um agency over 98% of your of your time having to comply and bend to the will of others 2% of the time doesn't seem as daunting as when it is a ongoing day in and day out all of the time, all of the time thing. So right. um, next week I have to go to the DMV. Um, now I just ranted for five minutes about getting rid of the vehicle. <laughs> so what do I need a driver's license for? Well, it, it, it turns out it turns out when beer, you move people it turns out uh, no never been carded here never oh, been carded some places um, here it doesn't matter how old you are you have they have to scan your id well it's because i look it, it's because i look 19 and a half or no it's because i look 70 um <laughs> so i it, it's good to have a current id from the state you live in but i i made the when i made the appointment it's it, it they're like hey you need to bring in this stuff and the stuff and they usually wave the uh wave the tests um because it's really just um yeah. and and i told tasha you know they want me to take a written or driving test. I'm just going to tell them to give me an ID. I don't. I don't need a driver's license. <laughs> You're like, I'm not because, going through that again because I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to invest that much time in it. Um, as <laughs> as preparation for for 45 minutes every afternoon until then, I'm just going to sit in an uncomfortable. I had to go up and get an uncomfortable chair just to do this. I'm going to sit in an uncomfortable chair um, and just wait. 
um, so I can practice. I've, I've got an appointment, but uh, they, they even say on the website, well, you know, we might not get to you at your appointed time. Uh, so I'm going to um, practice, practice waiting just so I'll be, be ready for it. Um, if there was ever a case for the fact that standardized tests are kind of pointless, how many people driving around right now do you think could pass a written permit test? Um, I'm sure, <laughs> I, I, like, sure I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't either. Like, I haven't I haven't seen anybody use a turn signal in about uh, 14 months. That's <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's fucking amazing. Um, yeah. So I mean, and and so what are there any other reasons people enjoy the the forced suffering oh they're dicks okay okay but other than that like and that's actually actually said this to my friends when we were talking about it i was like listen i said unfortunately this field like everyone thinks like oh you know it's early childhood all the the people who are so warm and loving and love kids that these are the people joining i'm like no there's a large section of people who just like controlling people and little sure. people are easier to control yeah yeah just the, they, that's just the truth of the matter they they like control like controlling people but they they didn't really excel at it so yeah they got a, punched a, in the face by an adult one too many times so like, yeah you know. so there's a there's a there's a limit on how many uh, on, on the size of person they they feel comfortable controlling that that's a that's a sad outlook on the profession it is but that's where i'm at I'm I'm guessing many listeners um right now are picturing the that that person. Um, yeah, I was gonna say you all know that person. Y'all know yeah, who I'm talking about. Yeah, because I mean any anybody that listens to more than one or two episodes of this show um and and again keeps listening doesn't tend to be that person in my experience, or or they're trying not to be that person. Right. Um, but they they probably work with with that person. Yeah. And I think, well, I think it's like a personality trait. I think if you're trying not to be that person, that you're generally not that person. Like at the core of you, you are not that person. You have been probably led by a person like that or a person who was led by, you know, kind of like it's a chain gang here that we're like everybody, oh, I learned it from this person who taught it to this person who taught it to this person, you know, but it could very well have started with just a dick, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's just what it is. And I, th I think if we're we're advocating not doing the forced school stuff, it it it's not also advocating for classroom chaos. Or... Yeah, like your kids shouldn't be like screaming and eating all the glue and like peeing on each other. Like that's probably no, at not least not time. all at the same time. Yeah, not pick one I mean, and pace yourselves. Gonna, the day is I mean, long, folks. We got a lot we, of hours. We've, we've got we've got big blocks of playtime here. You can spread <laughs> that stuff out. Um, yeah, I mean, and 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 look, we we probably all have to go to lunch at the same time in most programs. Although there are there are, are there are programs out there that do free range meal times as as well, where kids just eat when they're That's when they're hungry. Um, but the way we move through the building um, doesn't need to seem like you're marching from the yeah. cell block to the yard does it have to be militant at, like where are we going yeah yeah um uh forcing kids to do things that they don't uh, so forcing kids to do things they don't want to participate in seems 
counterproductive in most situations. What would, I mean, okay, you and, gotta. And you're, they're going to end up just thinking you're a bully, which isn't really far from the truth if you think about it. But I mean, if you're just pushing your kids to do something all the time, how are they supposed to know that this time it actually is necessary? How are they yeah. supposed to know? You also told them that they had to wear that specific shirt. And like that was a power struggle earlier in the day. You know what I mean? So, I mean, kids don't always know, but they, I think kids kind of know when you're bullshitting them. Like, lady, this possibly cannot be this big of a deal. But then how are they supposed to trust you when it is a big deal? So when you're like, we have to leave now, it's an emergency. They're like, she always pulls this. You know, he always pulls this when he wants to go. It's not a real emergency, you know? I mean, I feel like we're just doing this. You just end up raising either really anxious people or apathetic people. Like this is where we're headed. So in the in the average average preschool day, what what things does everybody have to do? Leave at some point. I, I one, one would <laughs> hope. You know, like, but... <laughs> you gotta go home. Yeah. You gotta <clears throat> keep um... your hands to yourself for the most part. Like you can't be slugging people left and right. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta act with um, respect, body, body awareness, and yeah. take consent into into consideration when you're when you're engaging in something because because rough and tumble play is play if everybody involved chooses it. If right. somebody just starts grabbing and pulling on somebody, yes. that's an aggressive act. So we've got to we've got to treat people and things with with a a certain level of of respect. Um, we've probably, probably no one has ever been respected anyone by being forced to do so. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a piece of it too. We tell kids, we want them to, to be respectful. And then, and then we create systems where we're not respecting them. So it, yeah. it really is a, a mixed message that's getting, it's getting sent. You can't make him play that with you. Now come over here and do this for me. <laughs> yeah yeah um would you would you like to be if you if you had the choice would you do you, do you have any any authoritarianness in you that that you you'd like to be the domineering mean teacher lady every once in a while or is that just totally not in you I'd like to say it's not in my, in me. My kids would tell you differently. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm, although I do, my kids sometimes refer to me as the strict mom, to which oh. I jokingly said, like, I don't even make you go to school. Like, how did I get this? Like, how did I get this moniker? It's no, two I, into the afternoon and you're still in your pajamas. What you... Yeah, like, what, what, what are you on? Like, you're working on your, like, whatever, like, you're working on your character background stories over there like with your snacks like what how how did I get this you know how did with your blanket on like what is this but no I think for me I do I am pretty clear on what my boundaries are mm -hmm. what I will like what I will say is okay and what I think is not okay I am pretty clear about that and I will hold that boundary so I think sometimes I get the reputation as being like the mean person but that's usually by people who are attempting to hurt other people or thinking they can act in a very hurtful way and no one's going to say anything to them sure like that's the only but that's not i'm like 
but that's about it like as long as you're not hurting anybody I'm like I don't care I don't even like to pick what we're going to eat okay like I don't want to be in charge and Uh (laughs) making all these decisions and make people do them yeah I think look I think the world would run more efficiently if everybody just did things the way I thought they should be done (laughs) of course and I just don't have the energy to put into making that happen. I'm just, I just, you know, you do your thing. Um, I'll be water and flow around it. Honest to goodness. Um, let's, let's, let's get on with things is, is my, my general take now. It hasn't, it hasn't always been that way. Um, I, I, I think becoming old has, has helped. I just, I, I, I think, look, I think, well, I mean, isn't it young dudes, like to think they know everything and want everything, every, everybody yeah. to do things their way. I think that's just a, I don't know if it's a testosterone thing or if it's just a patriarchy thing or, I think or it's what. a self-worth thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like maybe. if you I, choose that way, it validates that I'm worth choosing like my way. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cause no. you don't, you never see really confident people like trying to call the shots of other people. They're too busy doing their own thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and if you if you want to know the right way to do it, I'll tell you. But you do your own thing until <laughs> yeah, then. Do what you want. Like, um, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Stop making kids do stupid shit. It's not necessary. Oh, maybe that'll be the de- name of the episode. Hey, listeners, I've I've complained a lot in recent episodes about uh, about delivery problems. Um, got the uh, got the. Uh, got the medication for the disabled vet uh, down down the down the street the other day they delivered my flat screen to the wrong place so That's somebody got a free flat story. screen um the, they they left a hundred dollars of my groceries uh, someplace else and then finally showed up with them after they'd already given me a refund for them stuff like this but but today the grocery order came everything I ordered showed up um together which was which is great and and yesterday go to the door after uh after i get the the email that the ups guy's been there and there's a package with a couple doggy treats on it because because the last time the ups guy was here um instead of quietly leaving the package like um i i prefer him to do he had to knock because i had to sign for something and and that oh slinky was very upset and uh and he was trying to make up make friends with the dogs again by leaving them treats so you got a good ups guy so uh so that's good. So shout out um, to the UPS yeah, guy. Yeah. Hey, hey, UPS. Good for you. Um, so there there has been uh some positives to go on there. And 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 frankly, in the world we're living in, if me if the biggest problem I'm having is is my olives not showing up, um, I'm living <laughs> a, a very blessed life. Um and not but it not not everybody is. Um so that's the truth. So if you're if 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 you if if you're if if life is good, um, take stock in that and enjoy it a moment. I think, um, just enjoy the good. Yeah, there's lots of good stuff out there, and uh, and call out those those evil assholes like uh, Hamas if you need to. Um, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. You can uh, join me for Happy Hour the fourth Tuesday of the month at seven thirty p.m. Central Time. There's a Quick registration. It's a Zoom registration. You can get the link in the show notes or go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag 
That stands for Child Care Bar and Grill. You can also go over to MyPlayHaven.com to leave a comment for the show, to just hang out, to, to let me know what your favorite temperature is, to post a picture of your dog. Nobody has requested cat pictures, but I like a I like a cute kitty cat. Um, and, like and there's cats. yeah, there's there's also other other conversations about other early learning type stuff going on out there. It's not it's not all just sexy temperature and puppy talk. Um, <laughs> back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.